And welcome to the driver's seat, wherever you're listening around this big brown land. My name is Nim Sazor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Stephen Johnson, who by the uh, the skin of his teeth, <laughs> skin of his teeth, but fairly Come on. It's, I, it's like I just walked into the middle of a Jenny Craig weigh-in. Between 17th producer Woogie and Stevie J, they're looking at each other up and down and going, oh, you look good. Oh, you've been in the gym. You look good. Hey, not as many party pies. I, I got I, talking to sats in the, in the hallway. I couldn't get to the microphone. I noticed both of you never said that to me. Well, yeah, the, you the tip, bastards. <laughs> yeah, right. Meanwhile, anyway. everyone's, everyone's looking good today. I, I, it's it, a, bit of a bit of a look behind the curtain. Because mm. it's radio, obviously we mm. all have to look good for the cameras now because uh, yep. <laughs> because that's just that's just how things go in 20. 2023. In fact, I even got some new glasses from uh, my uh, my personal oh. optometrist, Gerald, Ooh. in uh, Clayton at Island. Of, at <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pers- <laughs> You have a personal optometrist. I do. Right, I've been a race driver. Right? He has been looking after me for yonks and yonks. But hey, look, we're not here to talk about my eyewear. No, we're not. We've got a big weekend of motorsport coming up. In fact, we had a big weekend just gone at mm. Sydney Motorsport Park. In fact, if you missed out on it, Here's a little snippet of what went down. But out in front, it's going to be Will Brown that wins in Sydney. The liquid Molly Audi gets it done by still seven seconds. It's been a great drive. He's done superb things this year. This is a reminder of this guy's talent, Paul. That is a fantastic and dominant race victory and to win by a healthy margin. What a performance. In the final hit out, it's going to be the internationals. Game on all the way to the line. And a race winner is Rob Hook, who takes victory in the final race of the weekend here at Sydney Motorsport Park. And what a stellar effort. Also, in case you guys didn't know, that voice joining Matt Nolte and Greg Rust is Paul Jeffrey. I hadn't heard mm. too much of his work, but um, my, oh, my, did he do a stellar job. But someone else who also did a stellar job is our feature intro, of course. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Greg Rust. Hello, team. I'm a little concerned here because in the beautiful intros that you've just done, I uh, I may or may not be at a uh, at a at a place in Bathurst having a little lemonade. So I feel like I'm I'm uh, in, in need of lifting the game in terms of the fitness state. <laughs> Don't worry, Rusty. There's no requirement for lifting of the fitness, son. In fact, your work over the weekend. Uh, in fact, someone actually mentioned it on uh, socials, I think. You were here, there, and everywhere. You were Mr. Man when it comes to City Motorsport Park and the TCR last week. Congratulations. It was a big weekend of racing, and dare I say it, I reckon probably the best TCR racing we've seen in this country thus far. Uh, it, it was kind of a much-needed shot in the arm, wasn't it? So, I mean, we, we can't shy away from the fact that we've had leaner local grids, but you inject a whole heap of internationals that have been... Uh, all around the world, from Spa, Portugal, South America, Italy, and more, against our guys, you've got a field of 25 cars. And here's the here's the best endorsement. So Rob Huff, the, the former World Touring Car Champion, who won the final race and was 
I think his results for the weekend were fourth, second, first. So he was chasing Brownie, Will Brown, for much of the weekend. He said, hands down, our guys, compared to all of the other domestic championships they've integrated with uh, this year, our guys, toughest competitors they've come up against. And I thought that was a really great endorsement for, for our drivers and for our series. Hey, Rusty, uh, I did hear and see Will Brown was mentioning and commenting about how tough the racing was, just the how how the internationals Aggressive. race. <laughs> exactly. And he goes, I sort of don't know if I agree with it, but I enjoyed it. I think the exact words, Stevie, were uh, disrespectful, but so yes. bloody mm. enjoyable at the same time or something along those lines, you know? So, yeah. And, and, and I, I think a lot of people have walked away with that feeling. There is a couple of internationals that are a little bit miffed about it because our guys, uh, as you well know, mate, our, our guys grow up and, and learn to get the elbows out, as they, as they often say. Um, and then on the flip side, there are a couple of our guys that were like, holy hell, these internationals play for keeps. So the winners, uh, as Nims kind of detailed in the intro, were actually the viewers because, and those that came um, to watch the action track side because... It was a bit of biff and barge. Um, some felt at times like it was a, a bit of an overstep, but it, it, it laid the foundation for the weekend here at Bathurst. And I know there'll be um, arguments for and against that sort of stuff, but, but I'm, I'm not a massive fan of the after you. Oh, no, after you. Oh, no, after you business. I, I, you want proper entertaining racing. There'll be uh, people that quite right listening to your show tonight that love their supercars, right? And may that never change. But what this does remind us is that even if you've got a 340, 350 horsepower front-wheel drive machine that might be just like your average daily drive, I think Rob Huff even used the words shop, shopping car or something today, <laughs> um, it, it, you, you can still, when you've got... A, a formula that's pretty close to being right in a parody sense, you can actually have ripping racing, and we really did. I listen to what you say, disrespectful but bloody fun. Just reminds me of a couple of girlfriends, ex-girlfriends I had <laughs> before I married. <laughs> before I Mrs. Mac. No, seriously. Um, I, I, listening to what the boys are saying there about overstepping the mark, when I think two-letter touring cars, boys, and the best two-letter touring cars I've ever seen in the world, I think British Touring Car Championship, what, mid-90s, yeah, so, maybe? so when the, the Radisic was in there with the Mondeo, Craig yeah. Baird was BMW. All that kind of know, stuff. And, and we had a lot of those those guys. Like, that was that was playing for keeps. That we, in, in the British Touring Car Championship, if there's not a hole, create one and drive through it. And it was the best entertainment, yep. which is what we are. And as I said, uh, Rusty... It was the best racing from a purist point of view, but it was the most entertaining because those Europeans stepped over the mark, because our Aussie boys needed to feed a wheel and a fender here and there. I actually really enjoyed watching it over the weekend. And I know that that's big game and big money racing when we start playing like that. And we're, we're at the Bathurst International this weekend where you are, of course, enjoying a low-calorie lemonade, I'm sure, Greg Ruff. <laughs> uh, and you, you, you've got to be careful that you don't step over the mark here because you, if you send someone going down Conrad Strait, it's going to be an aircraft mm. accident. So you've got to be a little bit careful there. But I'm all for the biffing and the barging. I'm all for the feeding of a wheel and a fender and leaning <laughs> Bring on back each the other. biff. <laughs> yeah, bring back the biff. That's what I want to see. So, so to your point, two, two things here. Firstly, they appreciate the history that you're talking about of the, of the super touring era and so on. Tomorrow morning, 
the bulk of the field are going to be at the Bathurst um, Motor Racing Museum. And in there are examples of cars that have been here for some of the signature international touring car events we've had here over the years, from Jaguars in the 80s to Brad Jones's Audi from the Super Touring era that you talked about. And they're really enthused. They're really excited to see all that stuff. They've all, just in the last couple of hours, the internationals I'm talking, uh, been able to drive around um, the circuit here just in, just in road cars sedately and they are blown away. So we tend to look at places like like the Nordschleife or the Nürburgring in Germany and, and um, hold it in this kind of sense of, or, or, or look at it in awe. You know, they've done exactly the same with Bathurst today. So a few of them have been here for the 12 hour before, so it's not unfamiliar territory, but for many of them, uh, this afternoon was a really eye-opening day and they are acutely aware, um, Matty, of the need to... Uh, treat it with respect, um, get up to speed the right way, don't go, you know, a few of them have even said to me, oh, you know, I've, I've tried this thing on the simulator and it's been <laughs> so much harder than any other vineyard that we've been to this year. So so even even in a virtual sense, they, they haven't been able to come to grips with it, let alone seeing it for the first time and, and noting what the grate is like, what the dipper is like and, and how much more... Um, uh, ferocious, if that's the word for it, it, mm. it, it is in real in real terms. I don't think anyone drives around that place for the first time and doesn't get to the bottom and go, "Oh dear," <laughs> you know. I'm take a deep, big breath, and this is going to be mm. awesome. But oh dear, because it is a lot tighter, and as you say, the gradients are a lot steeper, and the pride there, there's real jeopardy about this circuit. You know, um, we saw on the weekend Stevie J, you know, Geordie Cox go up at the end of of uh, turn two. We saw a couple of guys head off at, at, at the uh, hairpin, I think, which is turn eight at Eastern Creek, maybe mm-hmm. around the corner of uh, of uh, Corporate Hill there. But when you when you go to Bathurst, there's – and they got away with that. And then you go to Bathurst, there's real jeopardy. You do that up there. You send someone over Skyline or, as you rightly say, Rusty the Great or even turn two or any of that sort of stuff. There's, there's going to be some bent cars. And I can't imagine that these teams have come over here with basically full replacements if they need to re- rebuild a car from, from ground up. You've also got to keep in mind, too, that in one week's time, they're going to be in Macau. So we, we, wow. we juggle the cargo. We juggle mm. the cargo. So many of them, like Ben Barguana, who's going over there, the car that he ran at Portugal and Spa earlier this year is making its way to Macau for, for that. But you're right, we're two weeks on the road where their cars at Sydney Motorsport Park have come here to Bathurst. So you can't afford to... Um, you know, to turn one of those things inside out. So I, I think they're going to be um, respectful um, of that. Clearly, the, the other underlying thing we need to bear in mind here is that there are two championships at play. So you've got the World Tour and you've got Rob, uh, uh, Rob Huff, rather, who's a, who's a former world champion, only one point um, off Norbert Mikulis here coming into Bathurst and then hoping to be in contention when they go into Macau. And then domestically, we've got our own championship with, uh, you know, the likes of Josh Buchan and, and uh, Bailey Sweeney and so on fighting out that crowd. So there, there are objectives within the overall race weekend and not all of them line up. Some of them are, are what's happening in our own backyard and, and others are like, I'm focused on the big the big picture, the world crown. Mm. It's, it's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, how, like, it's... Hell, have come over here with their own cars to do, obviously, part of their own mm. championship. Like, there's two championships within the one. 
uh, Macau next weekend. So they're doing effectively a triple header. Um, is for me is 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 just incredible. I mean, how, you how, think about it though, would you? When you put the helmet on, you wouldn't be thinking you want. To, you're at Bathurst, Stevie and, and Rusty. You pull the helmet on. You're not thinking. I don't think you're not thinking Macau, eh? You, you're thinking no, I've not got these a, guys. These yeah. guys are professional yeah. race drivers. That's all they do. Mm. They drive for the factory teams. Absolutely not. You know, yeah. they're, they're not thinking about what's happening next week. They're thinking about winning at Mount Panorama. Absolutely, <laughs> especially if it's their first time here. Yeah, I, I know. It's probably again. It's probably the one TCR race I'm really looking forward to for this year is to see how these Euros go because I think I I I, I wasn't sure what I was going to expect at Sydney Motorsport Park because it's a relatively normal type. He says is in inverted commas normal type circuit. <laughs> I thought the Euros would be competitive against the Aussies. It's part of me, Rusty, that reckons the Aussies are going to have the measure here because when you talk about the Jordan Cox internet sensation, Josh Buck and Bailey Sweeney, Tony Dalberto, all these blokes have raced here in TCR equipment. Will Brown they as are well. Literally, Will Brown, who's flogging everybody, you'd have to think that the Aussies will be going in with, a, with an advantage on this one because this is not Sydney Motorsport Park. Certainly, for the start of the weekend, I would I would one hundred percent agree with you. I'll, I'll put a little caveat in here. In here, for the bulk of the international field, you are bang on, right? It's going to take them a, a little while, just in the same way that it would take us to come to grips with a Nordschleifer or a Nurburgring to, to get acquainted or, or a little more comfortable with it. But if you're a Rob Huss, if you're a Frederick Vervish, these are guys who have had experience with the Bathurst Twelve Hour, admittedly. They've not come here in a TCR machine before, but they at least know the landscape. And that's advantage for those guys. And and Huffy said to me today, I, I mean, I know you have um, pondered whether they're going to err on the side of caution here. He said to me, because he's only one point off his series lead, he's going to fully send it. So <laughs> yes, uh, not good. not worried at all. Knows the you know, a little bit. It's been a little while since he's been here to Mount Panorama, but he's got a bit of... Um, a bit of time here that that's an advantage over his main rival and he's going to go for it it's going to be i think it's just going to be fascinating to see the races um mm. you know and and i mean you look at here i mean it just shows the quality of these guys half of them are probably even never been to smsp before mm. will brown's the only local that's in the top three in all three of the races yeah you know will, what i mean Will's so, on a hot streak isn't he yeah like he's 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 eyes up he's He's, uh, his tail's up. He's going to Triple Eight next year. Obviously, the Supercar Championship is no longer an option for him. So mm. I reckon if he can make a mark here. I mean, and he just loves flying and driving, driving. and doing everything. Yeah. So um, he's going to be a ripper. Um, he was he's, he's, he was due for a good weekend, too. I mean, yes. he's had that much bad luck. Crap season. In that car this year with DNFs and no starts and engine issues and gearbox issues. And so it was really good to see him, you know, on the podium you know, three times in three races. Hey, Rusty, let's talk Trans Am. Obviously, a category very close to my heart. If I remember once, I even offered you a drive of mine that we couldn't put together because I think I pancaked it, unfortunately. But uh, I, nothing is better on in a Trans Am car than Mount Panorama. You sure, sure your steering wheel didn't come off? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That is the gift that keeps on giving that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 
Maddie, that's a get out of jail free card for you. The fact that I never got to drive that thing—that's that's a win for you, I reckon. Take that as a win, my friend. So, I reckon there's, um, there's vision of me hitting the wall about two or three times. Once I think when you were commentating too, Rusty. That's a gift that keeps on giving. And then your steering wheel coming off at Winton in an Aussie car, um, like it was another century ago. But yet we're still laughing about it. It's still some of the funniest vision in motorsport. <laughs> How is it when your teenage daughters discover it for the first time? Pretty pretty well hidden anyway. So, um, you, you boys know, you all know, Stevie as well. Which, I mean, Trans Ams at that place, they're just so ideally suited. Yeah. And it mixes up the offering. I mean, we've, we've just been talking about how uh, good potentially um, TCR is going to be here. I mean, to think that these V8 beasts um, with a title on the line with everyone... You know, everyone's got moth squarely in their sights. Um, and they move around so much at that, um, at that venue. So, yeah, I can't, I can't wait for them to hit the track. Bit of, bit of acid around moth at the moment, isn't he? Because, isn't Ooh. there? Because he, uh, he was disqualified, uh, he and Lockie Dalton, I think it was, uh, yep, that's it. from one race at Winton or two races. No, or the whole, whole, round, the whole round. round. Uh, and so poor old Elliot Barber, EB ladies' favourite old dreamy eyes, um, he was in charge of the championship right up until SMS. Uh, I can't do what you do. S Sydney Motorsport. Park. SMSP. What is it? SM, SMSP. SMSP. Uh, but <laughs> there's a yeah. There's a there's a bit of fire around Moff at the moment because that that ha- has been upheld or over, overturned. Sorry, and he's back in the lead of the championship. Smacked them all again at Sydney Motorsport Park. So I reckon EB and a couple of the boys are looking for redemption in the Trans Am field. There's venom there. There's no doubt about it. I, I try with those things to be as balanced as I possibly can. So in the coverage last week, I went to both sides of the equation. Mm-hmm. And I thought Elliot um, really articulated his personal feelings on the matter um, very well. And then on, on the Moff side, um, he openly said that, that he felt like they just did their talking on the track, um, that, that natural justice had been served and, and made the best man win kind of things. So... Um, that's, I mean, they're, they're not ideal situations when you've got something off track, uh, creating a little bit of interest. But the reality is, it, it's mm. created some tension um, in that paddock, and whoever wins it, and obviously it's advantage Moff at the moment. Um, you know, it'll be something to savour because it's not been a, an easy path to get to that that, that trophy. Well, I can tell you, mate, there was there was three individuals that were very happy that you had long conversations with Elliot Barber over the weekend and the uh, and the little sit-down interview that was done with him. Mrs. Mac and the two little Macs are uh, well in love with Elliot Barber. He's our driver standards officer in TA2. And all of a sudden, at our final round in Calder this year, Mrs. Mac and the two little Macs have decided they want to come to that round, Stevie <laughs> J, just so they can see EB. Oh, funny isn't that, that. Isn't that lovely? Lucky George huh? Russell's not there too. Jo- and Jordan Cox. <laughs> <laughs> and Jordy Cox. Hey, um, as always, we like to talk about Rusty's Garage, the best motorsport podcast uh, on the net and, and you're through, you're listening through your earballs. Uh, long cast and short cast. Mate, a, another fantastic year. I love the introduction of the short cast. It's, it's essential listening on your Monday or your Tuesday morning if you're, uh, if you're regular listeners to Greg Rust's uh, Rusty's Garage. What have we got just to finish off the end of the year? Any more guests coming up? A couple of, uh, couple of motor, motorcycle guys, in fact, actually. Cool. So lots of people have been asking about Gary McCoy. 
So yes. they called him the Slide King back in the day in um, in the 500cc and the early part of the kind of MotoGP oh. era. So mm. um, he joins us. That'll be a bit of fun. Um, there's a few more that we've got we've got burbling away. I'm actually midway, guys. I haven't finished it yet, and I've got a bit of work to do on it. But every time I've done one of these pods, just about everybody has a memory of Barry Sheen, and someone has mm. more than more than one actually have said, "Hey, what about?" a memory of Baz podcast where you bring all this together and we're in the yeah. throes of constructing that at the moment. So mm. if it's not by the end of the year, it'll be early in the new year to try and get that one out. Can't wait for that. That's always going to be a home run. Isn't you it? should have to speak yeah. to DJ about that. He's, he's got a few stories about Baz. <laughs> I'm sure he does. He, he does. He does. <laughs> Two things before we let you go, mate. Um, we've got, as you know, we go live around the country. We've had a text message in that says, when I heard that intro, I thought you were about to introduce Will Brown as the guest, but no, no disappointment. Rusty, what an absolute legend of the sport. That's from Adzi uh, around the place. Good on you, Adzi. He's a, a regular listener. He's a regular listener of the show. And I also know that... Um, he's now long retired. We don't see much of him anymore, but a great mate of yours, Kimi Raikkonen, uh, you're often, you're never seen in the same room, but you're often travelled together. Uh, is Kimi anywhere near you uh, where you're having your diet lemonade this evening in Bathurst? I am very, very happy to be seeing uh, Stevens <laughs> at the track in the next day or so. Uh, looking forward to catch up at the Mount Panorama. Ah, <laughs> Good on you, Kimi. Good on you, Kimi. Oh, he's there early. He, hopefully he doesn't peak too early. <laughs> Yes. Oh, Kimmy, are there any strip joints in Bathurst? I don't know. Because oh. <laughs> if you can't find Kimmy, there's a fair chance of being in the corner of one. <laughs> yep, yep, but... yep, breaking up, I can't hear you. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rusty, you've been very generous with your time, as always. And I heartily recommend to uh, – we were just talking about Rob Huff before, but uh, your latest chat in, on Rusty's Garage, just one of the brief ones, is with Huffy as well, too, where he sort of goes through the ins and outs. So if you want to get to know a little bit more about the bloke that was able to deny Will Brown – a clean sweep, but uh, jump onto your old podcast app and look at the latest episode of Rusty's Garage. But like I said to you over the weekend too, Rusty, um, it's it's absolute stellar call. It's one of the f- few times where I've actually felt FOMO sitting on my couch going, ah, really, and I really should be there at Eastern Creek, which is a sentence that's not, that's not often said too much, I assume. <laughs> You know, you know what I've got FOMO over? I love the episode we did in the last year or two where we were here all together at Bathurst. Can we recreate that again at some stage? We had a lot of yeah. fun in the studio together. Well, I think we'll, we can we can recreate the early part of that week, but I think the back end of that weekend we probably won't try yeah, to recreate because that, that, cost, that cost me a hell of a lot of money and a bit of time in hospital, so we won't do that. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just part A, not part B. But, uh, yeah. but yes, appreciate it, Rusty. Sorry we've taken you two away from your dinner and uh, your, your sherbets and lemonade. But uh, we'll catch up with you soon, hopefully. That'd be silly. Lovely to chat. See you, boys. <laughs> Greg Rust there joining us here on the driver's seat. An absolute down and out legend, isn't he? Oh, he yeah. he is uh, on behind the mic, off the track, on the track at dinner. He is just one of the great guys <laughs> in yep. motorsport, in journalism, and in life. He, yep. he doesn't have a bad word to say about anybody. He's, he's, he's a, so well respected by every, oh, drivers, yep. team managers, team yep. owners, yep. everyone. I love him. I put him. Right up there in my in my top line with guys like Neil Crompton. Absolutely, I mean? top He's two to three. A, yep, operators. Absolutely. As I say, not just uh, behind the mic, but actually in life. You can, so. and you know what? You know, obviously, we're lucky enough to be able to know him and, mm. and call him anytime. Mm. Call him, text him, mate. If you need anything? He'll help you with anything. And he always answers. Correct. Love it. What's what's fant- And you, you did set spot on because I I literally shot him a message um, after the race, like just thought nothing of it. 
because I was like, I really enjoyed the commentary. Like, who's the bloke that's um, with you and not? And yeah. literally in between, in between the end of um, the TCR race, so I'm guessing walking to the pits to do to be pit reporter for the mm. Trans Am. He's gone and sent me a message back, mate. Cheers for listening. That's Paul Jeffries just said. <laughs> oh, he's a part of the world sort. I was like, Jesus. Mm. Oh, yeah. no, but great stuff. Hey, look, on the topic of text, if yeah. you can, uh, 0433 981116. <laughs> mm. are, are they a sponsor of the great SEN, the, the, the supply that went out today? Um, the fine partner of Walking Through Andretti United and the number 25. Uh, right. But not of SEN? No, no. Nice work, Optus. <laughs> you really stuffed a few folk today. <laughs> uh, a few. <laughs> I can tell well, you. I've got to tell you, is that, is it back up and running? Because the texts are a little quiet this evening. Are we? Is there another sport on? Maybe not this no. evening, or are we not live somewhere? But well, look, get your texts in, folks, because we're a little uh, quiet. Well, here. look, looking looking uh, between, uh, uh, it must have either been a really really boring episode of Sports Day before us because there's nothing on the till prior to no. us. So not uh, much there, are there? Mm. Uh, But anyway, look. Keep your messages coming through. 0433 98 11 16 is the number on the 40 Wings Temper text. And you could even get us around the clock on the Driver's Seat app. Uh, at Driver's Seat app. On the Driver's Seat socials. socials. Yep. There we go. At Driver's Seat Show is where you can find us. On the Facebook. Instagram and Twitter. But we'll take a quick pause for the cause and get to some of your messages in just a moment. Right here on the Driver's Seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. So, what people in glass houses? I'm talking about. Uh, gee, come on, off, just get your act together here, <laughs> bloody bloody blah. And I'm just like, hmm, that looks like our rope. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> you weren't running. You weren't running uh, Optus Mobile this morning, were you, Nimsy? Uh, thankfully not. Um, actually, but I can tell you right now, my tr- uh, the entire Melbourne train system is on the Optus network. So that was a fun morning for a lot of people. <laughs> you are <laughs> such a train geek. How how do you even know that the whole network is on? <laughs> well, Optus, when they when, massive square bear. Well, mainly when they put out a press release, when they put out a, a statement at at five thirty in the morning, goes guys, there are no trains. Sorry. So blame Optus, not us, but uh, allegedly. But hey, look, everything's uh, um, back to normal. And thankfully, the people that don't, do have phones uh, are texting in. And remember, you can get in touch with us on the 40 Wings Temper text machine, 0433 98 11 16, and you can get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you at 40 Winks. They're serious about sleep. But uh, do you want to go through some of these messages, boys? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, guys, just wanted to say g'day. I haven't texted much recently, but still listening every week and loving the show. Kimbo from Bayswater. How are you, Kimbo? Hello, Kimbo. What? Has been a little while. Has been a little while. Uh, I'm a big lover of motorsport and want the Speed Series TCR to do well. But the crowd that showed up over the weekend was downright embarrassing. For an international event, it's a disgrace. No disrespect. Uh, Mark from Merrigan. <laughs> yeah, but no disrespect. You know, that's when someone says to you, like, now... Don't be offended, but um, yeah, no, that's it. That, look, there was there was very little crowd there. I, I find it difficult because Sydney is a place, Stevie J, where it's bloody hard to get a crowd for anything. Even at it their is. top line NRL games, I struggle to get a crowd. So, yeah. And the hard thing about this is too that most of the people won't know any of those people. You know what I mean? There's no, you know, and talking about football games, they know they're. Yeah. You know, they're Penrith Panthers players and whoever it might be, you mm. know. So um, it is. It's a very, very tough um, – it's a tough place to get 
a crowd too. Mm. And, and mm. it's just, it's been a little bit like that the last probably five or six years. Yeah, even at supercar events, they've struggled yep. to get a few uh, a few people through the gates. But anyway, we'll see what happens. The TV coverage was pretty good, and uh, let's hope we get something going on at Bathurst this weekend. Um, Boost Mobile coverage going well. Mr. Adderton offering $2 sims to Ryan and Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheeky. Very, very That's cheeky. cheeky. They were very quiet today, Walkinshaw and Dreddy United, mm. weren't they? Because we couldn't hear from them. Correct. <laughs> um, uh, well, I heard there was something happening around that uh, the Optus staff needed to call the police on some very irate uh, oh, customers. Very irate customers. Oh, there's no call for that. That's and and then uh, and then one one uh, person commented. How did they call the police? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, 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 that part was Very a little true. bit. That was a little bit. Uh, yeah. uh, annoy- like a little bit silly. I mean, if going down to your local opera store and yelling at Keith behind the counter because you can't yeah, do your net banking is, <laughs> I get it. You're frustrating. But... You can't do that, can you? Um, a couple more texts coming through. Don't worry, Adzi has you back for text feedback. Telstra is the only way to get good signal if you live outside of Perth City in WA. Yeah, well, there's a fair chance it's about the only way. The only way you get a regular signal, I reckon, is Telstra. Mm. I reckon. I, I was on Vodafone for years and years and years and years because they supported supercars. This is riveting radio, isn't it? Too, by the way. Uh, but then <laughs> talking about mobile oh, no. sims. But then as soon as they went away, I went to Telstra. That was like um, I was I did the same when when Three Mobile. Remember Three Mobile? I do. They used to sponsor the Australian cricket team. So I'm like, they used yeah, to sponsor right. Dick Johnson Racing. Yeah. Yeah. They used to sponsor Formula One too, I think, didn't they? A, a car in Formula One. Mm. Yes, Verstappen or TWR, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you, but they, they also had that plaguing thing of just like, if, if you took a step outside of a capital city, oof, here we go. Mm. As I say, riveting radio though. Um, here's another one too. David Melton said, uh, just texting <laughs> to say hello. I just had a thought. Maybe the Rev Living a podcast was on before your show. <laughs> oh, who's that from? David Melton. <laughs> yeah, David. I love the drive-by. I reckon Dave's pretty good for a drive-by on the Rev Living. All I, I can say is I'm glad, I'm glad Dave likes us. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you said it, Dave. <laughs> Paul in Wynnum went and said, Hey, guys, why is there such a large break between the GC500 and Adelaide? All that momentum from Bathurst and the GC has just been ground to a halt. As a fan, it's disappointing. Well, normally it's New Zealand in here. That's the thing. There's normally a, a New Zealand round. Bookie round, yeah. Bookie round around this time. It's obviously changed a fair bit. So, mm. um, so yeah, so that's it's a bit unfortunate. Obviously, we've got the Bathurst International now where a lot of the drivers are uh, driving. And probably most of the teams needed a, a few more weeks to recoup after massive Bathurst and then uh, a huge um, Gold Coast 500 weekend as well. Yeah. Look, oh, I also I'm not a big fan of the 12 round 13 round championship. I think we need way more racing. Mm. So I, I I'm in total agreement. So I hate the fact that we've got this momentum, the big mo. We're building up towards the end of the year. It's been a difficult year. Bathurst and then uh, and then Gold Coast and then whack straight into Adelaide would have been sensational. Yep. But it's like that all year, isn't it? We just 13 rounds or 12 rounds or whatever it is. It's just not enough racing. Which, interestingly, listening to a podcast with SVG, uh, who's just had a ripping weekend in New Zealand in the Aussie cars, he just said it's just not enough. It's just not enough racing. And that's one of the reasons he's going to NASCAR, because they reckon he's going to be racing somewhere between 
35 and 38 weekends mm. a year. Yep. And that's what we want, and that's what he wants as a driver. But it's also yep, why we you need see more. a lot of drivers, you know, jump into GTs and jump into a whole bunch of other categories mm. just to, you know, stay a bit match fit because otherwise they're just going to be, you know, there's just so many times you could rearrange your DVDs, I guess, at home. Um, Correct. Or <laughs> clean out your sock drawers. <laughs> um, one more. Uh, Mark and North Baldwin, they couldn't even call or email their own texts as they were all on the Optus network. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, is Mark? I reckon Mark's new. Uh, Mark's a, Mark in North Bourne? Mark's a regular SEN texter, but uh, oh. but uh, he's he's. I think it's his first driver's seat. Uh, well, there you go. So, Mark, we always say this, even though you're a great SEN fan. Mark, welcome to the family. Good place. Good place, North Bourne. Spent a bit of time around there when I was growing up as a young lad. Richmond, Hawthorne, North Baldwin. My son was, in fact, born in North Baldwin. Really? Yeah. Bailey's a North Baldwin boy. There you go. Um, And just a couple of quick messages before we take a break. Uh, (laughs) Paul has uh, some interesting (laughs) words for the good people at uh, at, uh, at Optus. (laughs) You can read this one. No, I'll pass. Um, (laughs) um, uh, We had a couple of um, messages that actually... We're on our socials at Driver Seat Show is where you could find it. Uh, Andrew went and said a great performance from Will. Not many local drivers have beaten the world drivers in the other touring car cup rounds so far. Just goes yeah. to show what a talent he is. Scott said great event and great racing, but Matthew put up a uh, post that uh, had me slightly concerned because he said, mm. uh, "You guys are the only ones I've seen who've advertised this event. I haven't seen anything anywhere." And that's been a regular. Um, criticism of the whole series. Mm. Um, and in fact, probably, you know, a lot of series around the place is that there is just not enough mainstream marketing as to what the event is, for, as to when the event is coming. So, Supercars even got a whack for that about the Gold Coast 500. There were people, locals saying, oh, geez, we didn't even know it was on. So, yeah, I think there's um, one of the things that every series needs to look at moving forward into 2024 is upping their marketing game. Mm. Very much so. Um, here we go. Da, 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 da. Uh, a couple of ones. Stu and Roval says, Hey guys, missed the first 20 minutes. So sorry if you've covered this or coming up. Highlands Motorsport is unreal. So picturesque. Wait, Highlands what? Highlands what Motorsports Park. There we go. Uh, is <laughs> I, thought unreal. A, I, thought, I thought you had a stroke. <laughs> a little stroke there. <laughs> I was worried. Yeah, just a little Optus moment there. You just dropped out of touch. <laughs> um, it says so- Highlands Motorsport Park is unreal. So picturesque. How do you think supercars would go there? Uh, rubbish. I reckon. Yeah. And SVG agrees because he said the same thing earlier yep. today. Yeah. Um, yep. We'll, uh, we'll chat about SVG. And we'll tell you why. A little bit later on. But um, there's a bit of a silly season twist that could be happening. Uh, we'll mm. chat about that in just a moment. Right here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And you can get in touch with us around the clock on our social media at Driver's Seat Show is where you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and... On the Facebook. Uh, and of course, if you'd like, you can text in 0433 98 11 16 is our number. Just when we thought that all the musical chairs of uh, the silly season had finished, it seems that there is one more little thing that has been thrown into the into the mix a little bit because Zach Best is rumoured to be uh, getting a seat finally for next year. And I don't know, you guys know a little bit more when there's a little when there's smoke, whether there's a fire or not. So, uh, what, what do you think about this one? Well, we did we did speak about that, didn't we, Matthew? 
What are you laughing at? Who's he going to be replacing? Do I win a chook? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, look, we, we we think that he's going to be replacing Jack Smith. That um, the Smith family has has uh, had enough of young Jack, and they're going to move him into a, probably a role within the business, I'd imagine. Or Jack's had enough, even. Um, mm. And they hope that will, that might give Zach his um, his run finally. Steve, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very uh, it's, it's a very finicky business. This motorsport, Matthew. Imagine, and, uh, imagine getting sacked by your own family. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't start that rumour. Well, I did. No, no you did. <laughs> I did, so I'm still around. No, we shouldn't say because we've had Jack on the show and he's a great guy and he, he is a, lo- he is I, a lovely guy. And we did and say, and I and I did say, you know, same again, I like the bloke, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and it doesn't matter It's from the Lucky Spoon Club. That's you know, you, yeah, absolutely. But, you know. <laughs> To be able to do what you do in in the caliber of that field, you don't. No one's a shit driver there. You know yep, what I mean? I yep. mean, no, no matter whether not. you're twenty fifth and you're no. still there, but and he's not twenty fifth all the time. You know, no. like he's because if, if the standard if the standard person jumped into a supercar, they'd kill themselves within three corners. Oh. Right. So the, the it's not like jumping in your home. They'd Mustang. be lapped in two laps. Absolutely. You know? But it's not. They, these things are weapons, and when you look genuinely, when you look at the grid on qualifying, he's not two or three or four seconds down the road. They're they're like within tenths. he's they're tenths, which is nothing if you mm. if you if you put that into like a distance terms, it might be a half a meter difference mm. between Shane Van Gisbergen and Jack Smith at the end of a qualifying session. Mm. So it's not like he can't drive. It, it, but and just to know. sort of put it into a little bit more context, if anyone was to just look at you know. The V8 Supercars Championship from 2008 till about, say, 2016, mm-hmm. anyone would think it was just Jamie Wincup versus himself. Uh, oh, because, of course. Because only a few people are going to win, right? Like, that's the uh, thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Only a few people are going to win, and there's someone that always has to come last. Unfortunately for Jack, he's he, he comes at that back third of the grid more often than not. And so doesn't matter whether he's Jet Johnson or he's Jack Smith or he's Matt McKeldon or Steve Johnson. You're mm. going to get flogged. I mean, yep. if we look at your career, Stevie J, because of the success of your father, there was an unrealistic pressure, unrealistic pressure for you to come in and win everything. And when yep. you didn't, it's get you get flogged. Yeah. You got flogged. Yep. And I'm, Jet will get flogged if he doesn't win I'm everything. I'm crap. You know, I'm yeah. just there because just, I'm part of the Lucky Sperm Club, yep. et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, yeah. But, you know, you just you get used to understanding that, you know, you can't, you can't go back and compare what was happening. You know, in your dad's time, twenty years ago, yeah, no, whatever no, it might be, right? You just can't do it. And even now, I find records getting broken, um, and certain records getting broken were are a bit plastic, if mm. you ask Little me. Little inflated because, too, because yeah, it's not I apples mean, and it's not apples and apples kind of thing. Correct. You yeah. know, I mean, you look at it now. There's, you know. Back in the day, there was one race on the weekend, one mm. championship race. You know yes. what I mean? Now there's three yes. or there was or a, more. The, yeah, if you were to win the, uh, the Australian Touring Car Championship, it was done on one weekend. Yeah. Back in the 60s and the late yeah, 70s, correct. early 70s and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, look, you look at all that. So, but but the reality is there there has to be some churn and burn in our category. We've, some, we've got to get some people out and some new blood in. And mm. so maybe this is the perfect opportunity for Zach. Yeah, and, but I, we – and Nimsy, I think – correct me if I'm wrong, and you'll know because 
you are the brains here. Um, <laughs> I think we mentioned at the start of this year, mm. we spoke about Jack Smith. We spoke about Gen 3. We said, yep. all right, we reckon this is his best shot yes. of showing what he's got. Yep. And this will be, we think, probably his one and only last year shot. Um, and if he doesn't make it work, then quite possibly he could be out at the end of the year. Yeah. And, and that's what they've done. And and you're right too. Well, is it done done or is it just being No, no, sorry, that's sorry, that's 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 what we think's done yes. in regard to, you know, what's happening yes. in, in the future, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. would have he gone on uh if it was still Gen two this year? Who knows? You don't but know, because yeah. it's Gen three, all right, let's give him another crack. New car, new everything, and uh, and see where he ends up. And he's not the only person that mm. allegedly, you know. Is, is looking for a new home. I mean, we saw what's happened to Scotty Pye, Todd Hazelwood. Yep. There's just that many people that just because, right, we'll... You can we'll... speak about many, Nimsy. You can speak about Macaulay Jones, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, he's same team and, and still not... Could not, he be next? Not delivering the results, you know, but yeah, because... there's so many different things that, that, that can play out that people don't understand yeah. in, a, in, in a team environment. Well, let us know what you think. Uh, shoot your messages through. You can do it on our socials, at Driver's Seat Show, or do it... Uh, via text, 0433 98 11 16 is the number. But you're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. It is almost time to welcome our West Australian colleagues to the program, but we'll do that right after a quick a drag racing update. And the National Drag Racing Championship has 11 rounds across 2023. And Top Fuel is coming to the Sydney Dragway for one yes. huge day and night of racing on December 2nd. Catch the insanity as the 11,000 horsepower fire-breathing monsters battle it out in the track where they're joined by Pro Alcohol plus a massive Pro Mod show. The Christmas Showdown also features the Aeroflow National Sportsman Championship with tons of off-track act, off-track and on-track action from start to finish. A strictly one-day... I've gone and bugged up this credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the professionalism is oh, dripping off the walls God, down in Melbourne. Gee. Missed you want to start that by again? that much. <laughs> it, is, to start again, it is strictly one day only. So just <laughs> the December the 2nd. It is kids 10 and under free. Entries in spectator tickets are on sale now. The National Drag Racing Championship. Head to nationaldragracing.com.au to find out more. Entries and tickets are on sale now. Here we go. Note to self, don't get Nimsy to read my live credits. <laughs> right, good. Just write that down. Good. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's a fun one. Um, this text has come through from Jacob. <gasps> Saw a picture of Nimsy the other day. Did not believe yeah. that's the guy I've been listening to for all this time on the show. Generally thought half the time James Courtney was on as a special guest. <laughs> if there was such a thing as a voice doppelganger, then these two are each other's. Wow. Man, I wonder if James can read English. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I'll run into the back of Steve's car and we'll see how well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick pause That's for the cause cool. and welcome our Western Australian audience. But uh, stick around. Hour two of the driver's seat coming up next. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And a very warm welcome to our friends in WA listening for the first time. Mm. And uh, I can tell you right now, um, they had uh, the boys in 
W.O. had quite a bit of a chuckle when we thought that Peter Vlahos uh, played for the West Coast Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a bit silly. From Broome to Bustleton, Mount Sheila to make a thorough. Welcome, everybody, <laughs> to the driver's seat. And you can... I have no idea where any of those towns are, but I looked them up on the Google machine and they're towns in WA. Uh, Bustleton, very Have you ever good. been to Mika Thara? Uh, no, but I have been to, to Bustleton. Have you been to Bustleton? Yep. Bustleton nice to live been up there. No one to Broome? Broom? No. Broom, yes. I, I was more of a down south uh, uh, operator um, because WA is, of course, huge. So uh, that part, bit. That yeah. part uh, I stayed away from. But uh, you can get in touch with us on the 40 Wings Temper text machine. 0433981116 is the number. The all-new Temper Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper, a mattress like no other. We'll talk Formula One in just a moment. But uh, there's a couple of texts that have come through. Um, Steve in the Gold Coast says, Guys, I wouldn't know one end of a car from another, but don't miss listening to you on Sunday morning and midweek. Great entertainment. Keep up. Uh, Good on you, Steve. Where are you from on the coast, Steve? Text back in. Yeah, text back in. Given the, the great man. That wasn't you texting that in, was it, Steve? No, Johnson? no, no, no. It wasn't me. Actually, where's the number? No, it wasn't you. No, it wasn't. So we actually do have someone listening called Steve. Yeah. The Gold Coast. Steve, let us know where you're at, brother. Um, we've got another one here. Uh, um, hi guys, long time podcaster, first time live. Love the show. Will the high tech oil series remain on SBS next year? Because the broadcast from SMP last round was outstanding. That's from Tony in Ballina. Was it was? Uh, I reckon some of the best coverage I have seen, production value wise, um, this year of of TCR racing. Mm. Yeah, look, I I can't disagree with you there, Tony. I thought it was magnificent. Um, in relation to High Tech Oil Super Series, um, we are going to be have I say we, not that I'll be racing in it, but uh, anymore. But uh, there will be live coverage on both Saturday and Sunday. I think probably going to stay on Speed Week on SBS, mm-hmm. but that's of course uh, free to air. But then you can also catch it on um, uh, on KO and Fox Sports simulcast. And six hours a day, wasn't it? I, I just, I'm I'm yet to. I should find out from Stephen White whether it's I'm three hours Saturday, three hours Sunday, or six no, and six. Six and six. Yeah, I believe. Right. Okay, so it'll be massive. Lots of things to come out about the High Tech Oil Super Series in the coming months. To uh, definitely some different some categories that you probably were expecting to go somewhere else uh, are apparently coming to High Tech Oil Super Series. So uh, it's going to be a big one next year for those boys and girls. Very, very cool. And uh, while we're talking free-to-air coverage, uh, this mm-hmm. weekend, Stevie J is in action at the Bathurst International. It is the finale of the Touring Car Masters Championship where you will be, I was going to say Mustang Sally, but uh, it's um, it's a different Mustang. Um, it's, it's odd seeing you with not 17 on the front too. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. But uh, obviously the um, the number uh, is synonymous with, uh, with the – the Hancock family that, that own the car, they love it. They love the the retro tribute back to the the Moffat Brute, the Brute mm. 30 Mustang. Front, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's 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 pretty cool, and um, uh, it's it's actually the penultimate finale because we are running at Adelaide as well. Of course, Lindsay, yeah. So. And um, just speaking of your car, can mm. we just a big shout out to Greg from Upper Coomera because mm. he's the guy who does a lot of die cast, really. Um, uh, what would you call it? I suppose bespoke type stuff for people that you can't generally get anywhere. And his model of your XD 
just one best diecast model, the diecast uh, model race show car. in Melbourne. Melton. Yeah. yeah, race car. Yeah, so good on you, Greg from Upper Coomera. Yeah, nice work, well Greg. played, son. And well he's played. a and he's a good contributor to the driver's seat he as well. Is. Um, he is. But uh, also, if you do, while we're talking free to air coverage, uh, you can check out the super cheap auto Bathurst International on free to air TV. If you don't have Stan Sport, although you can get yourself a free seven day subscription to Stan for new Ooh, users. Yeah, um, Saturday, uh, we've got coverage from eleven thirty a.m. to six. PM, uh, and sorry, that's on Stan Sport. Um, and on Sunday, it's 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's ad break free, live racing all the time. But free to air coverage is on Nine Gem and Nine Go on Saturday from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. So a bit of free to air coverage as well. Uh, yeah, and Steve's from Buds Beach. Here yeah. up on the Gold Coast. So if you're a regular listener and or watcher of supercars, if you're standing in pit lane and you're in one of the corporate boxes, the moment you look across and just look to your left a little bit, that's Paradise uh, Paradise Waters right in front of you. You look to the left just a little bit, that's Bud's Beach. Magnificent part of the Gold Coast. So, Steve, good on you, mate. Welcome. Yeah. Um, the big G's just texted in. Evening, gents. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Well done. That's a, Thank you, big G. And we're a, so glad to have you, brother. That's almost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the, uh, where is it? I've got to find the damn thing. You know oh, what? Never you, mind. You, You've got a button you, for you. Trying you trying to find Muhammad it. Ali? No, no. I was there it is. I've arrived and I have arrow upgrades. <laughs> 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 so thank you, Big Edwards. He did really well on that jet ski platform thing. Mm. I would have, I would have nosedived, not into the water, would have been straight into the sand. Would have been right into now. the wall for Martin in... McKeldin. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, he did very, very well. <laughs> oh, McKeldin, we've lost the left rear wheel. <laughs> just a new one. Uh, uh, here's another one too. Uh, just thinking, how good would it be if Supercars had the driver's seat crew hosting the TV coverage? Oh. Scafe out. McKeldin in. At least we get an honest opinion in the telecast, but we all know what Scaife's response to that would be. Tell you what, I'm just about over this shit. I've got to tell you, Dave, that'd probably be also me after one weekend of working in supercars TV. Mm. Oh, when Dave. all the producers get in my ear and go, you can't say that, you can't say, don't say that. I'll be like, tell you what, see you boys. You might get a bit of this too. And as far as I'm concerned, mate, since the stewards don't do something about a bloke like him, right, there's definitely something wrong with motorsport, yeah? <laughs> um, <laughs> I reckon that was him. That was Mark Scaife at Amaru Park. Yes. Getting nerfed by Richard Mork. Richard Mork. <laughs> in the in Tels- about nineteen eighty one. In the Pulsar a, series or the or Ford Telstar series. Laser series. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. That was before it was when you watch that footage and you can YouTube it, uh, uh Richard Mork and, and Mark Scaife. There's it's a, a there, cracker. There's a bit of dental work that's been done between those two, <laughs> mainly on Mark. But the, the missing thing that you could drive a truck through at the moment, still in Morky's face, he's still got a massive gap between the two. Well, he's got a tooth missing that you could just drive a truck through. You could stick a drink straw through it. Mm. Yep. And he's still got it 40 years down the track. <laughs> Richard, no more race cars. Get your grill fixed. <laughs> um, here's one too. Uh, who's this one for? Da, 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 da. Um, Carl in Bayswater says, hi, boys. Did you see the NASCAR championship race? What was your thoughts on Blaney winning the championship? Good to see Scotty Mack supporting his mate. Carlos, I've been super busy and I have not watched NASCAR this week, to mm. be quite frank. It is on the list to go and have a look. Um, so Penske gets another... Whatever his name is. Ben Berger, I don't know. Hamburger. He, he's fast. That's all I know. <laughs> We're going to have to get some oh, new sound grabs for NASCAR next year, I yep. reckon. 
Um, so, yeah, haven't seen it yet. Saw that Blaney had won it, um, but I will have more to say on that, I suppose, in next week when I actually get to see it, when it's completely irrelevant because it's been done and won. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't see it. But good for him. Good for Penske. Um, Rob the Ranger in Camden's text in. Uh, G'day, legends. Sorry a bit late catching up tonight. Racing at Eastern Creek on the weekend was great. Really mm-hmm. enjoyed it and looking forward to the Bathurst International. Also, SVG and the Aussie Racing Cars and NZ can really see he just loves to drive. Give oh, the yeah. bloke anything with wheels and a steering wheel and he'll give it a red hot go. Oh, and Matty, I bought a small number of Coronas after last week's discussion <laughs> without the fruit. Perfect companion to the weekend's racing. Ah, <laughs> there you go, Rob. Yes. Corona no fruit. <laughs> Which we should just call the straight beer. And if you go in and ask for fruit, that's the hipster beer. Just give me a couple of hipster Mexicans. David <laughs> Melton wants to know if that was Mark Scaife on helium. <laughs> no, that was Mark Scaife when that he was, was about Mark 18. That was Mark before certain before things Mark dropped. Scaife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some footage around like that too of, Mar- of Neil Crompton, I reckon, in, like a, in the Ford laser things. Hmm. Or he was doing a production car or something somewhere. But, yeah, oh, God, yeah, he's... There's some good ones on with Neil with a a nice red Channel 7 blazer too. Oh, in the early days? Oh, yeah, the Red Coat Brigade. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Not a lot of footage of you around as a junior burger. No. Like a junior junior burger. Did did the old man shy the cameras away from you and say don't put him under too much? A serious question and put too much pressure on you? Yeah, I I don't really know. I think being tied to the truck around the wrong side (laughs) probably probably put paid to me being in front of any cameras. You and Jack Burke had tied (laughs) to that. Did you see, Jack, actually, a topic for discussion not on the list, that Jack's pulled out of uh, his Super 2 drive at um, Adelaide. Adelaide. Correct. We'll be talking about that in segment seven. (laughs) (laughs) I did it again, didn't I? You did. I haven't read through the sheet to segment seven. Anyway, concentrating on his channel seven. You've ruined your track record there. Never call us again, please. Never in your life. Hang on. Let me just just go back. There it is. There it is. There it is. Um, There it is in seg seven. A uh, quick question here from Paul in Wynnum. Hey, guys. Is there a fair amount of work involved in setting up the Gen 3 cars for the ride days? And do the main drivers usually drive the car? Stephen? Um, there is a fair bit of work that goes on to get any car ready for a ride day. There's a lot of equipment that's got to come out of the passenger side. Obviously, the seat and stuff's got to go in. There's all sorts of things like the the old, um, which is not in the new uh, Gen 3 car, but in the Gen 2 car, you had all that fancy uh, brake bias adjusters and stuff that they had that you had to pull out. So, yeah, there's a fair bit of work involved. And... Yeah, the main drivers do drive sometimes. They do get uh, uh, usually they palm it off hard onto the uh, onto their co-drivers and mm-hmm. go. You need the laps. You yeah. go and do yeah. it. I saw Tony. You guys were having a. I say you guys. DJ, I was having a ride day, and mm-hmm. Tony Tony Delberto was up. Yep, yep. Having and some laps. Well, same with uh, Erebus. Were there. Uh, with uh, the two Coke cars. Uh, Richie um, Stanaway did um, a, f- uh, a couple of laps in... Well, a what? <laughs> a what, Nimsy? <laughs> <laughs> did you almost just give yourself the Reynolds button? Excellent oh, start. I think, uh, I bet you that won't make so, it yeah. to the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> so Richie was doing that. Sorry, and Nims, the there's uh, no spot for you. <laughs> um... Uh, and I believe that uh, Davy Russell. I, I worked with Davy Russell uh, yesterday or the day before. Day before. Oh, Boston, sorry. Uh, what, and, I, what I was, what and, I was. <laughs> and I'm going to finish this while you guys are. 
are trying to gather your uh, your professionalism back up. Um, and Dave Russell goes, yeah, um, I pretty much did all the rides. Brody was over the weekend and didn't want to get back in. <laughs> there we go. Well, there you go. Um, you know, and, what, hey, professionalism. There's no professionalism to gather up. Oh, I know that. I was trying to be professional. Come on. There's none of that. Uh, you know, we'll, we might take a break and regroup and talk about uh, the Brazilian Grand Prix. Something be- that doesn't start with F, be- Because we have touched on um, – Gary Lyon once told me a story where he, he, he said uh, one of the first lines he, he went to say was upcountry punt. Oh, oh, jeez, yeah. you've got to be careful with that. Mm, mm. And you can, oh. you can imagine how that went. I'm so- sure. <laughs> Neil Don't cut Crompton me off, mate. Neil Crompton knows about that. I think he dropped the uh, the bad word on a coverage, what, about 20 years ago, Stevie J? Yeah. Yeah. Also on, the, on YouTube, if you... Yeah, also on YouTube. Yeah. And, uh, and be, free to Google machine it. Because we have talked about SVG dominating in the Aussie race cars, um, mm. that's pretty much all to say about that. So we'll chat Formula One <laughs> in just a moment here on the driver's seat. But uh, in the words of Frank from Fakatani... Keep your text messages coming in. Which is what I was going to say before. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're going to start writing up your resume in the ad break? <laughs> go, go, go! <laughs> Dear 3AW, we're just going to... Stu and Roval's just chimed in with, my brother did a ride day last week in oh. Camp's car with moff driving. Well, there you go. But yes, Richie Stanaway was in the uh, Grove Racing Ford he Mustang. Was. He was. Say that 10 times. Um, but we'll, t- <laughs> we'll take a quick pause for the course and be back with more of the driver's seat right after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. It is great to have you company wherever you're listening around the country here on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. You can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available in the app store. Yes, yes, I did have a little stuff up on the microphone. But you know what someone <laughs> went in? Um, we actually had someone um, text in the station. Well, they sent a, they slid into the DMs, as the kids like to say. And uh, we all remember this uh, little... Um, incident that I had on air a couple of years back. That's right, and make sure that you grab the Krispy Kreme Reese's Penis Reese's Peanut Butter Donut <laughs> is back. Now, oh, it's still my favourite bit of radio from you, Nibsy. It so, never gets old. Now, how's this? This is what happened oh. during the NFL coverage last week. Oh, it's absolutely hit the lottery with a bunch of Reese's Penis Peanut Butter Cups trick-or-treating. Oh. <laughs> So all I'm saying... Who was that? Was that the... That sounded like the coach of the LA Rams. I've no... Was it the Chargers? No, I'd be a commentator. No, that was a coach. (laughs) What do I mean? That was a coach. Was it really? Was it a coach? Yep. Yeah, yep. Very funny. Wow. And there was another commentator who was calling a college game and dropped the F-bomb live on air, which is in America, oh, no. No, 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 no. That's big troubles. That's straight on to the purpose headmark. or accidentally? No, I think – no, it wasn't on purpose. I just think he forgot that he was calling to millions of people and it was an outstanding receive up in the end zone. And um, he just, out of the blue, like he was talking to three of his mates at the pub, dropped the F-bomb. Wow. Yep. Straight uh, to the principal's office. Also, yeah, yep. also, it turns out we're all wrong. Uh, that was from an NHL game. Uh, the uh, That was fr- from Trip Tracy. 
who was uh, talking Trip about Tracy. talking about the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, uh, there you go. Okay, yeah. righto. Uh, man- so just play it again one more time. It's absolutely hit the lottery with a bunch of Reese's penis peanut butter cups trick or treating. <laughs> And for context. That's right. And make sure that you grab the Krispy Kreme Reese's Penis. Reese's Peanut Butter Donut is back. <laughs> if you, if you Reese- I love your little chuckle, Nimsy. <laughs> when you're just correcting yourself. And the reset. The Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. I think if you're, any, any, if you're a representative of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, oh, yeah. maybe rebrand it. Peanut butter oh. cups presented by Reese. I don't know. Anyway, look, let's let's. Uh... <laughs> Speaking of which, my good mate Stevie J just came in here with some. Uh, are they raspberry bullets? Mm. Mm. Thank you, Stevie J. <laughs> no worries, mate. Good. Now's a good night. It's good to hear down the microphone as I'm chewing a bullet. Now is <laughs> type your bullet a drink first. <laughs> 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 I sound like I'm from the Melbourne underworld. Just chewing a bullet. <laughs> All right, let's get... Now seems like a good enough time to do this. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've got to be classy when you hear that theme, but... Uh, you know, Ma- you've got to stand up when you hear that theme. Um, Max Verstappen has clocked up another win in the Brazilian Grand Prix, and he has broke Alberto Ascari's 1952 record of the highest win percentage in a season. Uh, Max crossed the line ahead of Lando Norris and Fernando Alonso. He has just absolutely dominated this season. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> what is, what's and more yeah. to say? Oh, look, it was, it was, at times it was a really, really good race. Um, that circuit can lend itself to some pretty good racing at the end, and particularly... The last couple of laps between uh, Fernando Alonso and Sergio Perez was absolutely outstanding. And uh, Fernando just showed that it doesn't matter whether you're over 40 and old, Stevie J, if you've still got it, you've still got it. Yep. It was an outstanding bit of driving. Yep, absolutely. Um, only just got pipped on the line. Probably the talking point for me was abso- the absolute tish house um, results of Mercedes. They were just going backwards. And, and they did that on uh, in the sprint race as well. Like they were str- they were worried after that. Yeah, and it's a bit, bit, bit weird. I mean, we have talking about or talking. We've had talking about it. <laughs> how's how's have, this evening's English, folks? Is there something in the water at SEN Gold Coast? We have in Melbourne spoken about this recently um, throughout the year with the sprint race weekends. Mm. Um, you get one practice session, and then your car, you go to qualifying, and your car is literally. Under park for May. Yes. So you can't actually change your car for the main race if it's absolutely diabolical for mm. the sprint race. You can't do anything about it. And park for May, for those that are listening, is it is literally in quarantine. You can't yeah. touch it. You can't make any changes. You can't do anything. No. Or park firm, if some people are. Park firming. <laughs> park firming. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was – I mean, Toto's come out and said it was their worst Grand Prix for 13 years. Who said that, sorry? Toto. And Costa from Keelor has texted in because George Russell was pretty vocal on the radio wanting to know what was going on because he was actually probably during the race, Stevie J, a little bit quicker than Lewis Hamilton. Mm. He texted in. He texted in. He uh, <laughs> called up on the radio and said, how good are we, we going? Are okay? on fire. On fire. Got scene. him, Brad. <laughs> George Russell from Turn 5 texted in to Toto and said, are we playing the, uh, playing the team game here? And Lewis just basically ignored it. Um, and in the end, did he actually get told to move over? No, or he probably not? didn't. He yeah. may not have. But at the end, you know, George slid down to finish seventh um, when Lewis was in fifth. Mm. So 
a lot of head scratching to be done. In fact, even in the post race press conference, Lewis just said, two more races. We got two more races of this thing, and then we never have to drive it again. So, not happy land at Mercedes AMG. Toto is not happy. The drivers are not happy. We need to dial up the not happy Jan sound effect if we have that somewhere, Nimsy, because uh, the only thing happy about the weekend was that it was a Red Bull 1 2. Sergio finally showed a little bit of pace. Mm. Finally. Finally. Needs it. I reckon he's got a few folks standing around that chair should he decide to slip out of it. Yep. Namely, Danny Not Rick. happy, Jan! <laughs> <laughs> that was Toto uh, and his drivers in the debrief, I reckon. But, yeah, I reckon Danny Rick's, I don't know, if uh, Sergio does not have a good Las Vegas and doesn't have a good Abu Dhabi. Um, Is there only Abu two Dhabi left? or Bahrain? Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Oh, you Abu got Dhabi. Vegas. Yeah, we've got Vegas and Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I reckon if Sergio doesn't have a great two races, I reckon uh, Danny Rick might be ready for that chair. Stevie Interesting. J. Stevie J. Anything to add? <laughs> well, it's not going to be Jack Smith. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will not be have, Jack have you, Smith. have you seen, though, like the, the <laughs> memes, the amount of like F1 memes that have come out about poor Checo? Like, mm. see, like there's, um, there's people taking screenshots of cans of Red Bull that have got like, you know, um, enter now to see if you could be the next Red Bull driver. And just like, it's like, wow. He, got a, he must have, you know, like he must have some sort of a very thick skin or surge because, geez, you could get massively distracted and overwhelmed oh, totally. with reading all that stuff, you Absolutely. know, as a driver. But I think with your confidence, and he tagged in a whole bunch of stuff too, like just jump mm-hmm. on it, like just notifications. Yeah, but when you're when you're world, when you're in the when you're in a world championship, that whether it's gymnastics, ping pong, or Formula One, you're going to get it. Mm. I mean, you got it I mean, again. We yeah. we talk about you got it. You, you're probably a little bit. In fact, you're probably a lot lucky that the majority of your career was not in social media time. Mm. That the back end of your career was done in social media because you would have been smashed. I reckon, because you got smashed anyway. Yeah. So had you were given the uh, the keyboard bandits the opportunity to go even harder for you, they would have gone through. Mm. So I reckon at that high level, you've got to be used to that kind of stuff. Um, most of them don't have their own socials. Most of the, the the socials are done by teams and managers and companies and other bits and pieces. But I just I just think Danny would be a really good pick for that seat because Danny knows he's not going to be world champion. I think Serge still fancies himself. And when you go up against Max, if, if you're a teammate to Max, you are not there to win the world championship for drivers. You are there to win the team's championship. That is your job. Constructors, when, yeah. Constructors. When, when Max is not firing, Danny, you get up and you either play tail gunner for Max, and if Max falls off the road, then you go and win the race. That's what your job is. And yeah. I think Danny, at his age, coming back, now realises that that's probably going to be a role for him. And mm. I think... I think Red Bull and the fine folk there see that as a really good role. It's not a development role. And you never know. You never know how the season's going to go. Max could – he's in such a purple patch at the moment. He could come into a patch where he literally cannot do anything right. Totally. And uh, a.k.a. uh, Rubens Barrichello and, uh, and Schumacher. Absolutely, you know what I mean. He's there to crumb the ball, and yep. if and if uh, if Maxi crumbs the ball, Eddie Irvine, same thing. He yeah. was in the same situation at the end of the year where Schumacher then had to start helping him, yeah, because he was the only one that was realistically 
a chance of winning the championship. So yeah, yeah. that could happen. It'll be really interesting for next year. Um, I tell you, there's a lot of talk about Audi being a bit shaky on buying Salva Formula One and actually coming into the championship. There's a bit of talk about that at the moment. So there's a bit of off-track Ooh, stuff too. Carlos would be a bit bit uh, nervous about that one. Carlos Sainz? Mm. Are you tipping him to go across? Well, I believe he has. I believe he's signed. Has he done the deal? Well, Why would what... you go from Ferrari to to Audi? I mean, really? I hadn't read that. Cash here, boys. Well, there'd be well, big cash. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I I, I thought had happened. Yeah, right. I big cash now. Mm. So, <laughs> Joe Brand New and Aussie Valtteri, who would make way? Would it be Would it be Brand New or would it be Valtteri, who's mm. on a two year deal, I think, or a multi year deal? It'd be Joe Brand New, I would say. Yeah, right. Even with all these Chinese money, and we're going back to China next year. Yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah. Valtteri's con- constantly outperforming him. Yes. But I just don't know why Carlos would go to a brand new team in yeah, Audi. That's what I thought. Unless Ooh. it was just a rumour that I'd read and heard a few times. that he, Because obviously, don't forget, Carlos Senior is an Audi driver. So his dad is very entrenched in Audi with the uh, Dakar stuff and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I believe that they were very, very keen on getting Carlos Jr. Yeah, to right. be part of their F1 program. A couple of messages coming through on the 40 Winks temper text, 0433981116. Costa chimed in with, love the track. It always has entertaining races. And Chris has sent a message. Gee, as Aussies, how unlucky do we have to be to have both our drivers essentially wiped out on lap one? Can't catch a break. On another note, good on Danny Rick for calling out the FIA. So he should. Yeah, I've, hmm. I've sort of lightly read about all that Danny Rick stuff and... Yeah, I, I think people know that I'm one for calling things out, so I'm, I'm a good team. To... It's broken. <laughs> I was glad for him to do all that sort of that stuff. That was Lando talking about Oscar's rear wing. <laughs> Actually, Danny thought that he – Danny was in the press saying he could have been killed by that tyre mm. that, that came off. It was not a good race for the Aussies, but, you know, both caught up in, in uh, dramas issues. out their control. Mm. Unfortunately, if the Haases hadn't sandwiched into, I think it was Stroll, no, no, no. It was uh, not Stroll. Uh, it was Albon. Albon, Alex Albon. Oh, was Albon was on the right, but I think it was Stroll who was. Getting, no, it was. No, it, was uh, it, no, it wasn't. Magnus was on the left. It was Hulkenberg. That's right. It was Hulkenberg who tipped Magnus. As and, Danny Rick would yes. say, Nick Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg. Yep. So anyway, look, it was it was a Brazil. Always put on a good race. They've extended their contract as well, so we'll be seeing them there for a long time to come, Nimsy. But yes, Verstappen. Um, Just smashing it. Smashed it this year. While we're looking ahead, and you were right, Maddie, too. Abu Dhabi is the mm. last. Um, it's the last. <laughs> Abu Dhabi. It is the last. Um, you throw me off now. <laughs> Abu Dhabi is the last on the calendar. But looking ahead to um, Vegas, brand new track. It is causing absolute havoc for the locals there uh, who are whining and whinging that it's destroying the strip, the sanctity of the beautiful Las Vegas strip. The beautiful Las Vegas strip. Yeah, I know, right? Like paint the hookers rust. and the panhandlers. I was about to say, paint <laughs> rust any colour you want. It's still rust. <laughs> the beautiful vista of the Vegas strip. Never heard it described like that. The vomit and the 
degenerate gamblers and the Snow, hookers and the, the drug dealers. Yeah. <laughs> the people that are just broke, wearing nothing but a barrel because they've lost everything at the Bellagio. Um, <laughs> Realise they've just spent their kids' college tuition. <laughs> My baby's milk money, no. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you reckon um, that that um, the driver's going to go there at that brand new track, if, and I use that term quite loosely, uh, on a place that like it's going to be like 1am or something, isn't the broadcast? Uh, so it matches up so people that actually care about Formula One can watch it at a decent time. Oh, they won't. I mean, it's going to be a night race from what I understand. It's going to be lit, obviously. I, I don't think they'll change the time for European and or... Like that, like they do in Texas and like they do in Mexico and that mm. sort of stuff. There'll be they ha, they have to race at a certain time. I know it's going to be bloody freezing at that time of year in Vegas. Is it? Yeah, yeah. it'll be cold. There so we go. It's in the middle of the desert, and we're in the middle of November. So, so the, it's going to be bloody cold. It's going to be starting at ten p.m. local time. As in the race in Vegas. The race in Vegas. Yeah. So wow. ten p.m. p.m. Well, I stand to be corrected. Yeah. Wow. Ten p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. fr- on Maybe Friday, that's what you do in Vegas. In, well, let's face it, yeah, no one's really out about in the day You're in not Vegas. Not be sleeping in Vegas, are you? <laughs> yeah. So qualifying, geez, Louise, qualifying. Uh, yeah, yeah. The race is at uh, twenty two hundred. That's all. That's ten p.m. Isn't it? Yep. At what time? Twenty two hundred. Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah. That's ten p.m. Because wow. that turns right. out to be six a.m. in the UK. Yeah, but even even that's not a great time difference. Six AM. <laughs> it's actually quite funny. If I mean, you... get a bit like Aussie boys. Get up at four AM and watch a Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah, you get know a bit how hard about you. You know how when you type something into Google, how it sometimes it completes the sentence for you, because obviously that's what most people are you know looking for. Blah 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 blah. Um, <laughs> the most common thing very is very careful what you type into Google, mate. When there's a history there, it's quite funny because the mo- the most common thing is why is the Las Vegas Grand Prix at one AM. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, look, it's going to be great. It's apparently very fast. Good old Chandok was talking about it, um, saying that it's really, really fast. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. We've been waiting for it for 12, 18 months now. I know that all the tickets are sold out. They're massively expensive. Mm. Massively expensive. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Uh, a couple of... Texts off the 40 Wings Temper text before we go. Uh, Costa chimed in with these knee wheels, constantly have tires flying off them in slight accidents. Something has mm. to be done about them. Well, Costa, normally there's a thing called a wheel tether. And um, for whatever reason, we're not seeing the wheel tethers hold the uh, wheels to the car because you're right. A, a wheel going off into the crowd is the absolute worst nightmare of Formula One, the FIA, any track promoter, because when it goes off, and we saw one in the Indy 500 last year, Steve, mm. went off right between the two grandstands and pile-drived a car in and destroyed the car. Mm. If one of these wheels at that velocity and that weight goes into the crowd, there'll be, there'll be yeah. multiple fatalities. So not you're right, it, Costa. Not that it makes any difference because it was still hurt and possibly kill someone, but yep. I don't believe that wheel that come off. Was it, it just a tyre, It was just it? a tyre. It was a carcass of a tyre. Correct. Yeah. So It almost got Danny in the head. Yeah, correct. So, it, yeah. so that would still mm. not be good either way, but uh-huh. um, but very interesting to see how it's obviously smashed the rim in half mm. and just peeled the tyre off. Yeah. Um, Greg and Upper Coomer has texted in, the race will definitely be kit, uh, lit, sorry. Uh, lit. Th- those white lines won't necessarily be paint. We've all seen the hangover. <laughs> Well done, Greg. Mm. So 10 p.m. in Las Vegas is 5 p.m. here. Right oh, that's kind of good. Australia. It's good for us.
Nice. Up I guess why I will not be up watching obviously the next day F1 so. race at 5 a.m. in the morning. Mm. Um, and here's one from Tony. Uh, thanks to the update, Ray, the high-tech TV deal. Awesome. Talking mm. more supercar rounds, have you guys heard the rumor about Qatar? How dumb is that? Would be in December for no points. Why can't they listen to fan feedback and go back to local tracks missing from the calendar? How good would QR be under lights with a rock concert? Just thinking. Now you were sure. you obviously surely you jest. Supercars <laughs> listening to their fans. Come on, don't talk such rot and waffle. <laughs> if it's going to happen, it'll only be for money, and the teams will go. Of course they will go. It'll have nothing to do with the fans, nothing to do with anything. There will just be uh, a mind-snapping amount of money paid to have the cars in Qatar. So when you, when you did the those those rounds in like Bahrain and like uh, Abu Dhabi and all that, Steve, was it obviously it's nice to go to a different track, but did mm. it benefit aside from financially? And even then, probably would have been slim pickings like was it something that everyone in the paddock were like oh awesome Abu Dhabi yeah <laughs> I think uh, because it was something a point of difference sure but um and it was interesting to go somewhere totally different that we n- no one had ever been to before but um I can't you know comment I think it was quite lucrative for the teams yeah which was quite good but some of, we, the, some of the smaller teams have funded their year yeah correct plus we would actually get to see quite a lot of our uh, regular hardcore fans who would actually make holidays and go to those yeah. places too. So, yeah. so that was that's what we sort of really saw um, as a part of the supercar side of things and and what deals Cochrane did. Um, I don't really know, you know, how lucrative it was, but I'm sure it was pretty good. Mm. You see, Coco's got his house for sale. See, I'm yeah. I'm actually you know a bit of a pioneer here, and I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> 20, I think it's 22 mil. Oh, is that mm. all? Yeah. Markets. Just down from the Smith house. It went for 24 and a half a couple of months ago under auction. Mm. Yeah, so. 22 million. Coco's decided to throw Casa Coco onto the market and uh, test it out. The so old what, house of cock. You've got to put the O on the end, Nimsy Coco, boys. Yes. can't my, be the house of cock. It's the house of cock O. My apologies. Um, uh, <laughs> Mark and North Baldwin sexed in. Uh, race time is 5 p.m. Sunday night, our time, 4 p.m. in Queensland. And Matt and Wogger says qualifying at midnight for the Vegas GP is wild. Works out to be a good time for us, though. And, uh, yeah, it certainly does. Now, we're going to touch on a little bit of Super 2 news in just a moment. So get your, get your messages in. Um, I don't know why I said that. Super in 2. My, super 2. Uh, you're, listen, you're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> uh, the big G. Thanks for texting in. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Jeez, G. Welcome. Love that you're here, mate. Unfortunately, can't, don't think we read that. Can't one. read that one out. I don't think big G. Uh, Very the, funny though. The, thanks for getting in touch. But although he is right, talking about clocks. I said clocks. Um, <laughs> it is. Do you know what? Do you know what it's turning into tonight? A bit of this. But it is a, it's such a complicated um, timetable for the Las Vegas Grand Prix. So I'll go into, I'll do it in local. I'm just going to let you run with this while I sit back and text people. Yeah, yeah. So look, in local time, local time uh, on 
Thursday, the 16th of November in Las Vegas. Practice one is from 8.30 p.m. And that goes for an hour. Then on the practice two is from midnight to 1 a.m. Practice three from 10 p.m. to 9. Jeez, Lloyd. (laughs) What happens between practice two and practice three? Do they just go have a snooze? Maybe. Yeah. How long was it? Well, practice two is one hour, and then there is a good, literally, uh, 20 hours in between those two practices. It's so bizarre. No, that can't be right. 20 hours? Well, 20 is eight, right? Yes. And zero, zero is midnight, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, unless I'm reading this wrong... Someone text in 0433981116. Help me out here because I'm so confused. Any military folks out there what that time, work on 24 What time's time? practice two? Practice two 20. is... No, no, no. No, practice two is 0000. So anyone listening in Townsville. Um, yep. <laughs> practice two is midnight to 1am. Practice three is 8.30pm to 9.30pm. Yeah, the next day. Yeah. Yeah. So effectively, it's like having practice two on... Uh, Friday afternoon, and then practice three on Saturday. Does that make sense? Oh, no, I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> this is why I just said I'd sit here quietly and let mm. it go. <laughs> so basically, practice three is the next day, even though it's just, yeah, it's all up and about. So they'll be they'll be training themselves now to sleep through the day and be up at night and uh, mm. to be in the right time zone for the racing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. uh, and we've just had a text in saying from uh, from Benny Cook, who used, I think Benny Cook, uh, who used to work for Scaife. He worked for Scaife for 12 years. Yeah. Um, I think had a fairly heavy uh, opinion of the person he worked for for a long time. But it was also just texted in and said Abu Dhabi was an interesting experience. I can't remember whose car he was running, but the Middle East racing was a waste of time. Yeah. Was that, well, you agree, Stevie J? Waste of time. Oh, apart, from, apart from financially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, you know, right. that didn't do anything, I don't think, for our. Our own series and local series. Mm. Benny, well, text back in and let us know exactly what you thought of Scape in ways that I can read out. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, uh, as a side note, remember, you can keep in touch with us around the clock on our social media, as well as texting in on a Wednesday night at a Driver's Seat Show on Facebook, Instagram, and X. But uh, quickly, we, you touched on this earlier, uh, mm-hmm. Matty, but um, Jordan Boys is going to be returning to the Super 2 Series via Image Racing as Jack Perkins' replacement at the Adelaide 500. Ah, here we go. We're at that point in the run sheet that I didn't get to earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it looks as though Jack has decided that racing now is probably not in his future. So he's decided more to focus on um, his broadcast commitments with Channel 7, which is, I think, not a bad thing. Stevie J, at the end of every endurance season, there gets distributed to all of the teams basically, for lack of better terms, a report card on co-drivers, correct? Who was quickest, which sessions, all that kind of stuff. So every team can have a look Mm -hmm. as to where everyone sat. Well, they do their own due diligence. Yeah, but I also think they send, I think supercars send something out, don't they? But I I could be wrong on that. But do we reckon Jack's just gotten to the end of it and had a look at the list and gone, yeah, I think I'm done? No, I don't think so. I think it's just a pragmatic decision? Well, I just think Jack, the only reason Jack was doing Super 2 was to get miles for the endurance series, right. endurance races. Okay. There's no more endurance races this year, clearly. Yep. He's not in line to win there because he's no. had a bit of a bad yep. run. Shocking, yeah. So he's just gone, 
why bother spending the money to go to the last round? Right. So Jordan Boys gets a run back in, which yeah. is good for Jordan. See, depending on what he's going to be doing next year, this could be a good intro back and mm. see where he's going to sit for next year. We had him, I think we had him in Trans Am earlier in the year, Jordan Boys, did we not? He kicked off in Tassie, I reckon, and maybe have done the second round too. I could be wrong, but mm. I thought he did in Trans Am. So it'll be good to have him back. Um, he actually reunites with Image Racing. He was there between mm. 2017 and 2021. He secured seven podiums during his stint, including three race wins. Speaking of the Super 2 Championship, Zach Best mm. leads the standings with a 30-point lead over Kai Allen in P2 and a 231-point lead over Ryan Wood in third. I reckon we're going to see Zach do a nice controlled drive there, especially since like this is also – like Adelaide doesn't have good memories for Kai Allen either. Mm. I don't think that... I hear he's got two speeds. Yeah. I don't think that you can relax with only a 30-point lead. I think no. you've got to go and go harder. He can't just finish sixth or seventh and, and Kai go out and go, go all guns blazing and win two races. Yep. You know, he'll lose the championship. So he's got to be up there. He's got to be setting the pace. He's got the fast car, I think. I think he's got, you know, he's... That uh, Ford Mustang by the Andersons, uh, Anderson Motorsport, mm, a is a thing. damn fast car. And, you know, there's no reason why he can't be, you know, up there on the front row for Adelaide. So, um, you know, he's just got to do his thing. He's fast enough. And um, we'll see if he can uh, if he can win the championship for himself and for the Anderson Motorsport team. Yeah, fingers crossed it all goes well for him. But uh, we'll ha- take our final break and wrap it all up here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota for over 40 years we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Almost time to wrap it all up here on the driver's seat, but it is a big weekend at Bathurst with the Bathurst International in action. Uh, we got not just the super cheap auto, TCR Australia and World TCR, but there will be the Trans Am, the Kumo V8 Touring Cars, uh, mm. the Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge and That'll the Australian Prodi Cars. But, of course, Stevie J in action in the Gulf Western Oil Touring Car Masters. And you can check that out on Stan Sports Saturday and Sunday and free-to-air coverage on 9 Gem and 9 Go from Saturday at 2 p.m. till 5 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Should be a pretty banging weekend. It should be. It's uh, It's going to be hot too. Is it? It's going to be hot. Yeah, really? I think tomorrow is like sort of mid-20s. Then Friday's late twenties, and then thirty-one and thirty-three or something. Saturday and Sunday. Uh, no rain. No rain. Well, that's good. Or very, very small chance on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good luck, big boy. Yeah. yeah thank Travel you. safe down there. I think it goes. We'll be watching, saying. as will everybody from the driver's seat uh, that can watch it on stand. Um, good luck. Yeah. Thank I reckon you'll flog them. I reckon. But good luck. Mm, don't know. With 6,800 RPM, I'm struggling. Down the straights, you will. Yeah. And yeah. Young Jet's having a crack in Proddy Cars. Yes. That's cool, too. Proddy Cars. So it'll be a festival of the Johnson. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there. Well, last time you were there in that in that car, you did pretty well. <laughs> There's the sweep. There's the broom. So, uh, and Benny texted in and said, Mark was the best driver he ever worked with, but extremely hard individual. Love you, Mark, for winning championships, but... All right, we well, haven't got any more time for him. We'll see you next week. <laughs>